everybody welcome to episode 47 of founders gyan and thanks for tuning in in case you are listening to the show for the first time we bring you the inspiring story of a startup and the founders behind it this week we have the founders of surveyor on the show this is a platform that helps analyze surveys via machine learning techniques for small businesses we had a great time in putting this show together and hope you enjoy the same Do check out the show notes over at foundersgyan.com/ep47 for links to all that we talk about on the show. Also, Founders Gyan is going to be aired on Bol Hyderabad FM radio station soon. The timings are 7 p.m. on Mondays with a repeat on 7 p.m. on Thursdays. This starts on 18th of July. So tune in to 90.4 FM if you're in Hyderabad or else you can listen online at bol that is b o l h y d dot c o m m u o h dot i n uh, i know it's a little complicated but you can just search for bol hyderabad on google and you can directly get the radio station link all right enough with the intro let's get on with the show madhulika and tushar welcome to the show thanks i'm super excited to meet you and be chatting with you today madhulika and tushar are the founders of surveyor that is s u r v as in survey and ada altogether as one word.com this is a platform that empowers hotel chain owners and restaurant chain owners with a powerful ai based engine that reads unstructured text reviews from all over the internet to recommend things to do for the business we'll talk a bit more about that on the show so tushar and madhulika great to meet you and thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge wisdom and time with our listeners thank you for agreeing to be on the show it's our pleasure it's our pleasure thank you so much for having us okay so let's talk about your journey before surveyor can you each give me a quick 1 minute brief about your background before starting surveyor okay so uh, before this we were actually engineering students at the university of delhi we are we passed out in 2015 uh, from there Uh, we both were classmates so there was a new innovative course started by university of delhi called btech in it with mathematical innovations and that's what uh, brought us both into it so the course was like a mix of uh, mathematics and computer science plus with electives such as uh, management, management and economics biology economics a lot of different subjects so that was something um, innovative um i personally i was a uh, from second year only interested in data and a lot of business applications uh in college i founded the college cafeteria so since it was a new college we didn't have any cafeteria so um i along with uh, two of my friends we founded a cafeteria how we founded that was a very interesting story so uh we had to talk to the authorities and uh, but, but even after that we didn't get any funding for uh, starting a cafe you'll need some funding to stock some uh, food items there so that students can start using it and plus there was no um, funds uh, uh, dedicated to employ somebody on the cafeteria so what we did was we uh, formed a union of all the students and uh, pooled in money from everybody so everybody pooled in 100 150 200 bucks and we got a nice corpus of around 10000 12000 rupees with that we started a cafeteria and since we had nobody to employ there it was totally on trust basis So there was a space where we stocked up everything. There was a register where anybody could come in, uh, buy anything, enter in the register, and then uh, at the end of the day, uh, come and give us the money. So uh, that's how we started. And today the cafeteria is self-sustaining, and we are employing two people there, and it is working on its own, all managed by students itself. 
uh after that uh, me and madhulika we briefly worked on a, a consulting solution called t9 solution uh we were t9 solution was providing it services and website building app building services to different companies i was mainly handling uh, business development there and um, madhulika was also uh, doing some things uh now madhulika will tell you something about her so uh, yeah so like kushal said sure. uh, so we together were uh, we started out uh, in college and uh, well through college at least i was an entirely uh, a computer science person and uh, i used to i have done so many projects in uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning and natural language processing uh, i've also uh, semi published two papers and uh, other than that i've also attended some very notable uh, international workshops in these particular projects and topics and yeah so yeah so we started our work together at least uh, in our last year fourth year when we did like he said when we were in t9 solutions and we used to provide it consultancy and we used to do projects and things for other companies so that's how when we started out actually our professional lives okay excellent uh, introduction guys uh, thanks for that now let's talk a little bit on the uh, origin of surveyor so explain to us a little bit more in detail the concept of surveyor and how did you guys come up with this idea in the first place okay so sure, sure, sure. it's a very interesting story madhulika will tell you uh, yeah. how we came so, up with the uh, idea so what happened was that uh, so during college like i said that we used to do a lot of projects and things together so for any project we used to do a lot of uh, research we used to do a lot of uh, analysis so we used to get surveys we used to make surveys on google forms and get our family and friends to fill that survey so as to we get uh, basically data to do some kind of analysis on it what we realized was that surveys were a long and boring thing to fill nobody wanted to fill surveys so uh, we set out to uh, basically make a tool which would turn surveys into fun and interesting games so what we built was that uh, it was a, it was a simple uh, form builder a survey builder where you can just drag and drop your questions and uh, at the click of a button it gets converted into a game so when you float this link around to your family and friends they will not be filling the survey as such they'll be playing the game while filling the survey so we thought that we'd solved a problem we thought that uh, we'd made uh, we'd completely revolutionized you know survey filling so we'd made it fun and people would fill more surveys and you know we'll completely uh, i don't know out throw google forms or something so yeah those were the dreams but when uh, we went to uh, commercialize this we went around uh, talking to a lot of businesses and asking them that would you like to use this tool to get your customers to fill uh, feedback forms for you we realized that uh, this was not actually solving the problem we thought it would businesses do not care as much about getting uh, their customers to have fun while filling feedback forms what businesses cared more about was that the data that they were getting from a lot of channels they could not even understand that data properly so that's how we pivoted and we started surveyor uh, so with surveyor what we do is that um, we take in the existing channels wherein a business is getting a lot of feedback from like tripadvisor and zomato and a lot of online channels like facebook and twitter we take all of that data and uh, we analyze that and our algorithm uh, extracts the key aspects that people are talking about inside this data like uh, it could be topics like cleanliness or any abstract topic which is difficult to get out from it's difficult to derive from a lot of text reviews so what we do right now is that we do that we take uh, we extract topics that are most being talked about and we present this as analytics to the business so that's how we came about this particular idea starting from uh, gamifying service so yeah so the key learning was we started out building gamification and all those uh, things without even talking to a single customer 
uh, and uh, we realized that, uh, that there is no point building anything if you uh, if you haven't validated that it's a real problem or uh, it's actually what customers want so uh, with this we uh, had this premise in mind and this is something which is uh, very important to us and now it is uh, sort of a a mantra for us and we use it everywhere every new feature that we want to add every little thing that we want to do we never start out coding we always go talk to customers first okay it's actually a great story so thanks thanks for sharing that story uh, with us now let's talk about the idea creation actually so uh, uh, i think you've already given a little bit of advice on, on this that uh, always uh, talk to your customers but for our budding founders listening out there uh can you can you also tell us how we can come up uh with a winning idea so now i'm i'm not sure if i caught that part or i missed that part but did you actually touch upon why you started doing this gamification of uh, service so uh th- there are basically two three things ideas you can't just sit and think of ideas and then you'll start working on it that usually doesn't work uh, as far as uh, i believe uh what usually happens is uh, two things one if you yourself feel the problem feel the pain and hence you start working on it because all ideas originate from a pain uh that is very that is primary so one either you feel that pain and then you look out for a solution to solve that pain two you know of that pain of somebody who has felt that pain and you can see that and then you uh you start uh, working on it but in both the cases you have to validate it mm-hmm. so one is ideas everybody gets a lot of ideas but ideas are worth nothing unless uh, it, it is what people want so for example the idea of uh, filling surveys while playing games sounds really cool and uh, at least to us sounded very cool and we thought this this is going to be amazing everybody is going to like just start using them and surveys going to be obsolete but when you actually go out in the market try to understand what customers are talking about try to understand other nuances which are associated with the whole uh, uh, process of uh, gathering feedback gathering surveys or of uh, in any process uh, uh, as such you will understand that uh, w- what you thought about might be very different from what the market wants so ideas like he said it, it, they don't just they probably strike you so you have a lot of uh, nice ideas to start with but it's very important for uh, for any for any idea to turn into a business you have to validate that other people also feel this pain or not or is it just you in your dreams thinking that oh this is a really cool thing that is not going to work because we in our experience have also met a lot of other entrepreneurs our age younger than us we met them and they've had a lot of good ideas but uh, for that to turn into a business it's important that you go out there on your feet talk to your customers and validate it first only then can it be classified as a really good idea that's going to work and you know ram what we also believe is um, the idea as such should be directly linked to the problem because what you set out solving can later turn out to a totally different product so for example um if somebody wants to solve the problem of uh, dirty water it couldn't directly be building a hardware solution to filter water when you actually go out in the market understand everything it could result to a totally different new product so it it should always be linked to the problem uh, you're trying to solve and always be focused on the problem you're trying to solve Okay, excellent. Uh, so let's uh, talk about ideation to creation, uh, which is the next question, and I think you briefly touched on that uh, in terms of validating your idea. Now, let's say that you have validated your idea. Let's let's take that as part of the ideation process, 
and then uh, we all know that an idea is only as good as uh, as uh, I, I mean an idea is no good sorry uh, unless it is executed, executed upon, upon. Exactly. Every, every idea is worth one dollar no matter how <laughs> the idea yeah. right so so can you give us some brief high level uh, steps on okay i have an idea i validated it what next do i build a mvp do i hire a team i mean there are tons of different paths i can take right so what what would you think is a, a good way to go about it yeah so uh, one thing uh, which is uh, so usually budding entrepreneurs who come out of college or are still studying they usually are clueless about how to hit the market because they know their technology they know what to build they know how to build but they don't know how to sell so uh, one thing i would um, strongly recommend is start selling first because uh, you can build later anything that you know can be built and will be built but if you start selling so for example if somebody is trying to build up a hyper uh, uh, local grocery uh, website and he wants to sell vegetables online i suggest first start with circulating your number don't build anything circulating your number and start selling through whatsapp without investing a single money so that you know that people are ready to buy and they are buying from you at your set price and then technology you can build on later now this varies with the kind of business so for example for our business where technology is the core of the uh, product proposition, yeah. uh, the proposition in those kind of business you don't really need to wrap around technology in a beautiful form from the beginning just you have a technology start doing things that don't scale start doing things manually and service a few clients before you get into the final product so when you say the word mvp it doesn't use it doesn't necessarily mean a product which is which looks good or which is great it means any thing or any medium through which you can do your business you can start doing your business so that's i think is very important for ideation to creation another thing is for especially for students who are coming out of college and who are still studying in college and thinking of starting up always seek out for uh, mentorship and help now that today is not very difficult to get there are a lot of accelerators incubators uh, in college there are entrepreneurship societies so somehow get into the network and try to meet people and keep people around you who have done this before and who can help you with these things so i think uh, these two things are very important for and, uh, to add to that uh, we meet a lot of people who have really great ideas and like tushar touched upon uh, you know they don't know how to sell so what they should do is before creating a product just go ahead and start selling uh, to add to that i think budding entrepreneurs right now who are just out of college also worry a lot about money and team they want to get investment first they do not know what to do with that money so they want to get investment first they want to start hiring and build um, build a great team build the product and then 6 months later start selling i think that's very wrong and the notion right now is just floating around it's quite wrong what you need first is mentorship you need to know that if and when you get money how are you going to spend it to you know establish your business so right now uh, i think to any entrepreneur if he has a good idea and to make, get that to creation to really making a business out of it it's important that before he gets a team or obviously have one or two trusted people with whom you can start selling a wireframe of your product or just the concept of your product just start selling that before actually making the product and then go ahead and seek mentorship try and understand what exactly what's the market like what is what are the existing other uh, competitors and things and after that um, 
after that apply for uh, funding and things but not before that yeah and exactly product development is a never ending cycle like ask anybody they'll say you keep working keep working and you'll never reach the ideal product that you had in mind okay excellent excellent advice guys uh, thanks thanks for that now let's talk a little bit on the personal front now uh, we all hear about founders sacrificing their personal times to make their ventures a success now obviously you guys are uh, Uh, just out of college a few years out of college and uh, and uh, probably guys your age uh, guys and gals your age i should say are busy uh, maybe uh, going around and having fun while you might be uh, you might have to spend a lot of time on your uh, on your startup so how do you manage to balance between your personal time and your uh, and your uh, business time that's a great well, question well it's true uh an entrepreneur's life is truly a very lonely life somebody has said it correctly yeah. it is a very lonely life you have to sacrifice on your uh, on your social life quite a bit and uh, which means that of course your friends are going out and going places and uh, you have to stay in and you need to work but the thing is i don't know i never really felt that i had to balance anything as such because uh, because you know it, we enjoy our work so much that we don't really think of it as work like this is our fun time so we if we have to stay all night in office and work i i call that a night out because it's fun to us so the the thing is that it, i we never really felt that we were actually balancing anything and when it comes to pressure from family or anything uh, not really our family our parents were at least very proud of what we were doing and while our all our friends went out for uh, getting placements at really big companies and things I don't know. I never felt like I was missing out on anything. So no, there was not as much balancing as such. But yes, there's a problem when you see that others are earning money and you don't have any money in the bank. You're still asking from your parents when you're 23, 24 years old. That does pinch a little bit. But then it's it's worth it because uh, after a while, of course, you you know where you're going. So uh, instead of thinking of it as a sacrifice that you're sacrificing things, uh, sacrificing family, family time and things. if you have people to support you and if you have friends who understand what you're doing and that you wouldn't be coming out every evening or every friday night then uh, then it doesn't feel like that much of a sacrifice great tushar you want to add anything to that yeah uh, basically the same things and uh, one very important thing is the family so if your family is supporting and they understand what you're doing then it's good but usually what happens and it's true in my case they might know that what you're doing is all right you're working hard and everything but they still want you to start earning money start preparing for ms or start preparing for government exams and everything that pressure will always be there and you have to somehow know where you're going and be focused on that don't get distracted don't look at uh, your friend who's earning 18 lpa and uh, who's uh, shopping like crazily who's going to <laughs> goas on uh every weekends don't don't be distracted by all of that because that doesn't lead you anywhere yes family pressure is obviously always going to be that they want you to earn because our parents are of a generation where entrepreneurship wasn't seen as such a amazing thing right now it's seen as a very glamorous thing maybe but uh, back then it wasn't so yeah so parents will always say that okay yes we are proud of you things like that but they might still want you to earn so it's very important as an entrepreneur you have to be very very self motivated because there are going to be times when you feel so low that everybody is turning against you that nobody really believes in you and you might not feel very motivated it's very important as an entrepreneur to be a very self motivated person tell yourself that it's all okay and that this is going to be worth it because i know where i'm going 
ओके ग्रेट ग्रेट एडवाइस गाइस आई 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 काइंड ऑफ अंडरस्टैंड एट लीस्ट इन द इंडियन कॉन्टेक्स्ट आई थिंक देयर इज अ सीक्रेट सीक्रेटली देयर इज इवन दो योर पेरेंट्स माइट टेल दैट दे आर प्राउड ऑफ यू deep down you know they secretly hope that you get a good job you get a stable job <laughs> to my mom like every second week she somehow reminds me so ha <laughs> are you looking out so what do you want to do this all your life so are you also so that will always be so indian parents okay great but but slowly i think it is changing and so i think it's changing for the for the good if you like the show do follow us on facebook and twitter the link is www.facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan both these provide you daily tips and articles as well as resources to help and inspire your startup there are multiple tips per day some examples of these tips would be articles on the latest startups growth hacking tips how do you build team for startups how to get funding etc so don't forget facebook.com/foundersgyan and twitter.com/foundersgyan uh let's talk a little bit uh more about co-founders so you already told us that you guys met each other during college and uh, during your first uh, venture together now what advice would you have for people who are starting out with regards to co-founders specifically how important is it to have a co-founder or co-founders and what advice would you give them to get co-founders good co-founders so one thing if you are thinking of starting out alone yeah uh, you need to, to be you need to be like uh, super motivated and i don't know it just think of it this way um it'll be twice as difficult so everybody says it's going to be hard it's going to be hard and if you're starting out alone it's going to be twice as hard and there there'll be no one to talk to there'll be no one to you'll uh, be right alone up there up on top of the mountain <laughs> so uh what advice i would get for a co-founder is one understand what your skill set is and look for somebody who has a complementing skill set to yours So, for example, if you're a, a good coder and you understand technology very well, look for somebody who can handle the business and the sales side of it. If you are sort of that side, then look for a, a somebody who's on the tech side of it. And it that doesn't just end there. So, even when you have complementing skills, then you go on to the next level and see how much you guys can work out with each other. Because, uh, like, we stayed together uh, every day for like sixteen, eighteen hours, and that's going to be true for any uh, co-founders. You'll have to stick together for. long hours if you don't like each other if you don't uh, if you can't talk with each other if you can't be friends with each other it's going to be very difficult so look for somebody like think of it as a, a major commitment that you're doing both of you will share a same same vision same future together so all of these things that people talk about you should have the same vision you should uh, be clear on what the future holds for the company complementing skills that is important but being good friends and understanding each other is equally important if you want to if you want a co-founder who you can stick with yeah because you're going to be having a lot of disagreements and things along the way i mean obviously if you're sticking to each other for a good 16 to 18 hours every day 7 days a week for years and years to come it's a really really long commitment and it is important that uh, maybe you don't have to be the best of friends but you have to be good friends to understand that you guys are compatible with each other or not uh, what i see some people doing uh, in the beginning is that okay this is my best friend i'm just going to start out with him because we both know the same things we both know the same programming language and things like that uh, you have to grow out of it a little bit and this is uh, talking to uh, basically really young entrepreneurs you have to grow out of that a little bit you have to understand that somebody who has complementary skills to you uh, as compared to you is going to add more value and somebody who's the exact mirror image of you 
so it's important okay. to yeah it's important to choose your co-founder that way yeah, like, it's not just a college mm-hmm. project or a school project where you know your best friends and you like to hang out together and hence you should start out it has to be somebody with whom you can tolerate with whom you can uh, joke around but you can also uh, basically be compatible and have healthy arguments with that person without getting offended ego and things a lot of things come into place so you have to just understand all that and then choose the co-founder like we were we weren't best of friends when we started out we uh, were in the same class we were friends but then as we got to know uh, about the company about each other's vision that's where we came to a position where we can talk about things uh, without uh, any um, problems or any uh, inhibitions and uh, uh, this is one thing to note here in this particular question is most startups fail because of uh, disagreements or uh, yeah. breakups in founders so it is very important right okay i'm also kind of curious to know uh, you guys kind of uh, have the same uh, uh, educational background so can you just uh, tell us briefly uh, what what each of you guys take care of so that our listeners also have an idea of how to have kind of like a uh division of responsibilities or what what is this uh uh complementary skills that you're talking about oh, okay sure yeah so we have uh, quite a clear division of responsibilities so uh, i uh, handle all of the technology at servider i uh, architect the product and i take care of the team uh, which means that um, so basically uh, we both discuss the product and i take care of people who who's going to do what and things so that's all of the technology part Tushar takes care of uh, business development strategy and product uh, he takes care of sales and marketing also uh, yeah, Tushar yeah that's right. about right right i i guess uh, Tushar that comes from your background of uh, studying a cafe right your business yeah. i think yeah. business yeah. is in your blood, <laughs> in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay let's let's talk about another personal question can you tell us something about yourself that is not commonly known even your maybe friends good friends would think oh is uh, this maybe uh, each other know no you you both know each other very well but uh, maybe other people wouldn't know something about yourself so each of you have to answer this okay now that's a tough that's, one that's as a thinker like in the in the era of facebook and linkedin and twitter i don't know what's hidden from anybody what kind of thing though <laughs> like very uh, anything anything up to you i mean maybe some uh, hidden talent hidden skill could be personal professional uh, maybe uh, i don't know you like to sing when you're in, in the, the bathroom, bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> something as secretive as that <laughs> okay so uh, okay so i do like to sing in the bathroom and I sleep with the lights on because I'm scared of the dark and I'm 24 okay. years old and I still yeah. do that. But yeah, let me think okay. of something a little more substantial than that. No, that's 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 fine. I mean, Tushar can talk uh, you, you can you can think about something else if you want. One thing which uh, I think well, don't many people don't know about me is that uh, I just like to stay at home and sleep. So usually when <laughs> even my friends call, let's go out, let's go there, let's go there, I tell them that i'm busy and i have work and everything but what i'm actually doing is i'm just sleeping and lying down and doing nothing okay now 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 your friends know or will know soon yeah yeah okay great madhulika you want to change your answer or you, i mean what you said is fine perfectly fine enough i mean sleeping with the lights on because you're scared is like good enough i i do yeah i do do that okay great now let's let's move on to advice Now what's the best advice somebody has given you or alternatively best advice you have heard or read and kind of try to implement in your life uh, and business 
Okay, so one thing, one advice which uh, always stays with me, which I've already said before, both of us have said mm-hmm. before a lot of times is, uh, when we were, when we built that uh, gamification tool and we went out selling it, so one of our mentors, Mr. Subinder Khurana, he sat down with us and the first question he asked us that, uh, okay, so you built this, great, but who asked you to build it? And we, <laughs> we, uh, we thought it was cool to build and everything. So one advice which he gave was that uh, he's a serial entrepreneur, he's built product before. He told us that he once sold a solution yeah. to a bank without writing a single line of code. Like he sold an so entire software. An entire software to two banks without writing a single line of code. What he said was it's, it's easy to validate, it's easy to package your solution in a way where people can understand what it is and be ready to pay for it. So always sell before you start building. That way you save a lot of time and you know what you're building is needed by somebody. So for example, when we started building out this product, we didn't build anything. We just made some sketches on um, a sketch. Uh, we made a few wireframes, a few buttons. That's it. It took us two hours and we went straight away, talked to more than 50 companies and tried to sell that. Basically, we had like a ghost of a product, uh, which anybody could have seen and understood that this is this has no code behind it. So it was just images one after the other and we told them that this is these are the screens of the software, you know. So and that's what we went and we sold. So yeah, so same answer for me. And too. that I mean, gives that's you the best advice we got. That gives before. you a very good idea. You you are already ahead of so many people if you can do that because then customers are giving you feedback on your product which you haven't even built and you can change it anytime. So yeah. always yeah. And start to, selling. To add to that, uh, just another piece of uh, advice that I think should be really relevant for new entrepreneurs is that they give too much importance to the product. The product is 10% of the business, whereas 90% is execution. It's about how you execute it. So that's just a high-level perspective of what we just said, that don't spend too much time on the product initially. Try to understand the problem you're trying to solve and try to get a lot of validation for that problem so that people, your customers tell you that I want this feature or that feature before you actually start building it. So once you have that kind of data to work with, then you can actually go and build the product, which will take you so much less time. Yeah. And plus, uh, this is valid for initial stages. Rest, yeah. when you are validated, when you know that customers are ready to pay for it, then your then full course. focus will be the product. And that's where your life will revolve around. Great, great advice. Great, great advice, guys. Uh, thanks for being honest here. And uh, uh, that kind of reminded me also, I, I read uh, somewhere online, uh, obviously, about some person uh, who went about and uh, he... Uh, he sold a shipping solution, uh, shipping of containers or something very similar to what you guys did. Uh, he just went to some conference. He just spoke to a few people. Okay, uh, if I do this, will you guys pay for it? And he, he got paying customers even before even really having anything in place. Now, that, that leads me to a, a little bit of an interesting question. Now, if you go go and show to people, let's say some uh, some diagrams or you know just some uh, JP, uh, uh, some Photoshop image just for uh, on the computer, uh, wouldn't people say all this is fine, but build it and come back to me? Won't they say that? We did was that uh, when we you know brought up the sketches of our, what our software will end up looking like, we designed it in a way we put it in a package that it doesn't look like these are just images. It was basically the entire product on the browser on the browser and, uh, and yeah so they never none of our customers in fact ever found out that uh, I mean at least when we were doing our survey when we were finding out if this is the kind of product they like or not they were actually interested in what we had to offer they weren't asking around that whether this is the actual product or not 
So yeah, they actually never found out that it wasn't. And plus, it's combination of two things. If you're smart, you're confident. One and two, if you can build it properly. So when you have a few sketches, you stitch that around on HTML, put a few buttons. That'll just take two, three hours of uh, simple coding, which anybody eighth class student can do. That's what we did. Yeah. We took our images, we put them on and uh, the images on HTML pages, and then we put these invisible buttons onto which basically you just click on the image and it leads to a second image. Where people just thought that it's actually the software working, but these were just a lot of invisible buttons and a lot of HTML pages all stitched together. So it wasn't actually the product. This was just images on a browser. So that's how you have to package it. And like Tushar said, you have to be very confident with what you're going with. If you know on the inside that this is not the actual product and people might find out or something, that shouldn't even be the least of your concerns. And plus, I've uh, for for B two B especially, I've uh, known people and I've seen people who actually. S- service their two three initial clients manually so they're building the product on the side but they don't want yeah. to lose these customers they start servicing them manually so start crunching numbers manually on excel make beautiful reports and send it to them and say these are uh, software generated reports and stuff so all of that is doable okay great now uh, we just have another three or four more questions uh, now we all know that startups come with a lot of pressure so let's talk about inspiring listeners so give us some tips on how we can handle pressure when things aren't going well okay well uh, well i can give you some uh, some micromanaging tips like uh, if if you're under a lot of pressure and you have a lot of work to do then one thing that that has really worked with us is that instead of just going into your own shell and thinking okay i have this to do that to do by tonight or something firstly be very self motivated have confidence in yourself secondly make sure that you put these down jot these down on in lists so we there's a lot of listing softwares to do lists and things what we personally like to do is we have glass walls all over here in our office and we just put these things down on lists on the glass wall so that we can tick them out one by one as we do them so that really helps me at least when i'm i have to handle a lot of pressure and uh, another thing which is important is uh, to tackle pressure is be honest Hmm. so with your customers with your investors with your mentors with your co-founder be honest so if there's something which uh, is uh, piling up and you can't do or you need more time be honest instead of saying that uh, instead of looking for excuses or trying to crunch it in half an hour and not because, delivering uh, yeah properly. because startups always run on very hard deadlines they have to make something by tomorrow morning or they have to ship out something they have to roll out this new feature or they have to make something for this investor by so and so time this will keep happening you can't let this you know take you down you have to understand this is the part and parcel of life ever since you signed up to be an entrepreneur so it's important that you have to be like he said you have to be very honest if something is not going to happen just tell your customers because the more you lie or the more you show that i have this when in the back end you don't really have it is going to add up on the pressure so don't do that okay great okay great advice guys uh, thanks again now Uh, can you tell us about your worst entrepreneurial moment and uh, how you managed to turn it around or even if you didn't the lessons you learned from that experience uh, i know obviously the very first version of your product where uh, nobody bought it could be considered as uh, one of the one of uh, one bad moment but is there anything else you'd like to share on something that went wrong and the lessons you learned yeah uh, i think I, i think it's a uh, you at one time you have to get used to failing so because it is it is a part of it you have to understand that if you try 10 times probably 8 7 times you will fail and that keeps happening you apply here you apply for an accelerator you go talk to that investor he thinks your plan is shit 
so th- things like these keep happening and they constantly keep happening to us when you you talk to a customer you approach him for two weeks you exchange mails everything is going right you note down you do calculations accordingly that now i'm going to be there i am in a good position and suddenly he said no i don't want it this doesn't have this feature but gradually we've learned to accept that and we've learned that uh, pleasing everybody is not uh, required uh, and not uh, uh, which anybody can do so uh, it is good to accept things which might not work and work towards actually accomplishing it instead of uh, being low or being sad because that's going to happen it's uh, in india i think it's a huge uh, concept where failure is uh, considered as a roadblock or as considered something bad it's because like you're ashamed you failed, yeah it's like once if you failed uh, you have to leave your entire startup plans either start a new company or probably just join a job now that is not something which people should believe failing is very important because even in our journey we've had a short journey but we failed so many times in the middle with really small small things so it's going to happen you were going to think that okay i'll have these five customers by next month and i'm going to have this much revenue and so and so i'm going to apply for that funding or that accelerator in that country say but one customer backs out and suddenly all your numbers fall and such things are going to happen it's happened with us too so so yeah okay excellent now let's retouch on surveyor what's the future that you envision for your company okay so uh, what we're doing here is we're automating the whole customer experience management solution uh, scape so uh, what the vision for the company is that we want to automate everything from understanding text reviews so our algorithm right now can pretty much understand all text reviews but we want to go to a step where it can understand text reviews like a human does two we want to automate replying so we want a system to learn understand what customers are talking about and reply to them specific to that context and specific to their intent so for example for a company who right now has a team of 50 call center executive support executives who are there to answer customer queries and answer all these things uh, with surveyor in the next 2 uh, to 3 years what will happen is these these companies will only need one or two people to handle specific queries rest everything will be handled by the system itself so we're looking to disrupt the whole uh, customer uh, customer service customer feedback and customer experience management space all put together okay uh, so good good luck with that uh, guys i think uh, now with advancements in uh, chatbots and things like that i think it is very much doable so exactly. uh, so uh, good luck with uh, with that vision uh, now can you recommend any books or resources for a budding entrepreneurs you can just uh, if uh, name like two or three each uh, books or or resources that you use read 0 uh, to 1 by peter thiel that's uh, yeah. yeah that's something everybody reads uh, one thing that's something everybody should read and uh, one thing uh, which uh, one book which i read was not directly related to entrepreneurship or business uh, is thinking fast and slow by daniel kahneman uh if you are doing business and you are into entrepreneurship you'll have to understand human behavior consumer behavior very well and that book does a very good job on that so it helps you understand how customers make decisions how people make decisions how they make irrational decisions that gives you a good insight on how people react and then you can model that accordingly so i think oh. um, yeah 0 to 1 by peter thiel is a must read for everybody and uh, the thinking fast and slow 
Okay, we will link this those up on the show notes. Now, Severide is about one point five years old, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, if you if if you add the if you count the previous uh, the, what we started out with, then yes, one point five years. With the current product we're at, which we're looking to build and sell, uh, this is about seven to eight months, six to seven months. Uh-huh. Okay, and uh, I think uh, this question I already know the answer, but let me just ask it again. So hindsight is always twenty twenty. But is there something you do different if you started this venture today? Maybe, uh, maybe yes, uh, you didn't talk to the customer and built something that uh, nobody wanted. Uh, but if you go back, let's say seven to eight months when you pivoted, is there still something that you would do different if you started today? Hmm. Yeah, I think. Um... One thing again, uh, one mistake that we did was, uh, and which a lot of people do is waste too much time on development. So because development is a never-ending cycle, we build something and then we think that no, this is still not ready. We should add this also, and then when you reach there, then you want to add that also. So I feel that is something when uh, we should uh, uh, we will do differently. And second, talk to more customers because uh, yeah, we talk to very few, and, and we base our decisions upon that. But I think it's very important to talk to a lot more customers when you're starting out. So for a B two B, if you're a B two B business, talk to definitely hundred to two hundred customers. If you're a B two C, get to at least five hundred to six hundred customers and get their opinion and ask them if this is something they'll use or not. We talked about fifty to sixty, but we feel that we should talk to a lot more. We would have arrived to the features and things we're building today probably six months. And uh, plus, this. asking the right questions is very important. So hmm. just not talking, but asking the right questions. is very important so you should know what to ask your customers not directly ask but do you want to use this product but ask more on the problem about who will use this who will buy this who has the buying decision try to understand the organization it's also structure. very important to uh, feel a certain sense of empathy with the with the problem if you feel that then you'll be even more motivated to work on the solution if you just think that okay there is a problem and there's a lot of money if i solve that problem If you don't connect with that problem, you might not actually build the best solution for it. You have to understand, you have to feel it properly. So yeah, that's something we do differently if we were if we had to go back six months. Exactly, and that will save us another three four months, I think. Okay, great, great, uh, great, uh, uh, great lessons, guys. So thanks, thanks for sharing that with us. Now I just have one final question, but before that. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, I obviously they can uh, go to your website, and uh, I think you have a free trial also that uh, they can try out if if they are interested in your uh, software. But personally, uh, if they want to reach out to you to talk about entrepreneurship or mentoring or or or, or anything with regards to startups, uh, what's the best way to reach out? Is are you active on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter? Do you have a blog? Yeah, so yeah, so uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, uh, any other channel. So uh, you can follow my handle on uh, Twitter. It's Tushar seven one nine nine three. Okay. My mine is Madhulika underscore one five one one. Apart from that, you can find us on uh, LinkedIn. Um, you can find us on uh, Facebook. We'll send you the links. You can probably include. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You can send me that offline, and I will add those to the show notes. Uh, Anything uh, else in these channels you can't think of? Then mail us. Mail us at info at surveyda dot com or tushar at surveyda dot com or madhulika at surveyda dot com. We'll always be available there. Okay, great. Uh, so I just have one final question, but before that, I just want to take the time to acknowledge and thank you guys for sharing your knowledge to myself and our listeners. I'm also very grateful for the value you are adding into the world by means of your company. So with uh, by means of your startup. So with that, we'll move on to the final question. Yeah, thank so you so much, Ram. Yeah, thank you so much for having us here, and it was uh, great talking to you and. Uh, 
uh, sharing yeah. a little yeah. experience that we have there's a there's still a long way yeah. to go to still like fade down yeah. <laughs> the food chain yeah yeah so so if there's the final question is if there's one gyan only one gyan that you could give our would be founders what would that be i think talk to your customers yeah, and start selling the the these are probably the two uh, best and and for people who are just coming out of college look for people who have done this before who can guide you but it's very important to find a good mentor a good guide who can help you or who can so, guide you yeah, on so the way so just summarize that um, talk to your customers first before building anything and secondly look for good mentorship before building going ahead and building anything okay excellent uh, advice guys so thank you so much uh, uh, i i know you guys are very young and uh, and uh, and uh, you are very young entrepreneurs but i think there is this some great and valuable advice that you have given uh, to our listeners i'm sure the listeners will really appreciate uh, your thank time you so time and, and it was it, it was it was great doing this uh, so thank you so much to have us here we, we really so appreciate we really appreciate it okay great thank you There you have it folks another inspiring startup and the story behind its founders do check out foundersgyan.com/ep47 to check out all the show notes a review on iTunes would be much appreciated if you like the show and any comments uh, feedback etc would be really helpful you can all you can leave that all on the show notes page also please spread the word about foundersgyan to your friends who you think will find the show useful who knows maybe one of them may create a startup after listening to this show and you'd be the person who'd be credited with inspiring him or her i'll see you all next week with yet another startup and its story i hope you got inspired and do take action on your own startup today good luck on your startup adventure and take care till next week